going on guys, it's Laddie from Vault Manchester. Um, this is series three, episode two. I've got um, a friend of mine here, Harry. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm not too bad, man. I'm getting by, you know, coping with the lockdown and all that fuckery. It's going all right. Surviving, yeah? Yeah, man, definitely. It's a, it's a weird time, but but getting by, yeah. And uh, what are you doing in the shop? Um... It's just kind of become a bit of a studio and just like, it's, it's kind of sad because it's obviously, you know, you open a shop to to be open to people and it's just me going in, occasionally someone else helping out and just, yeah, just getting stuff on the website and trying to be disciplined with doing it. But it's, I mean, you probably know it's sometimes you just can't be bothered and it's such yeah. an isolating thing, just taking pictures and measurements and obviously when stuff sells, it's a great feeling, but it's that initial thing is so boring of just taking pictures and editing and flat lays as well. It's just so long. It's long, mate. It's the, it's yeah. something that fucking obviously you've both done for years, but now that it's like, just now I just can't, especially in lockdown, like beginning lockdown, I was like, right, let me get the website going kind of thing, blah, blah. But a year in, I'm kind of just, I'm over it all. Yeah, man. I think I think it's the general consensus, and it's only because of this new strain. I think people are taking it all a bit seriously, and everyone's a bit scared again. But I know, like November and that, people didn't give didn't give a fuck, and everyone was just doing whatever. They take they take this seriously now, in London, yeah. I'd say I'm so. trying to open. So there's, you know, I mean, I still hear about parties and stuff happening and squat raves and stuff, but. I mean, I'm personally being quite strict because, you know, it's it's one of them. It's probably the same as you and a lot of us doing this job where if you get it and you get corona and you have to self-isolate and you can't work from home because all your stuff's at a studio or a shop, then, you know, you're out of the game for like two weeks. And if you get it badly, which like young people are at the moment, then, do you know what I mean? I'm not looking to go to hospital because I didn't wash my hands and went to a rave. Yeah, I think at the beginning... I took it seriously right at the beginning. I took it seriously anyway. I took it really seriously at the beginning. It was first lockdown. And um, obviously, no one really was. So I didn't realise myself. I was kind of just going out for an hour and going back indoors and kind of like literally doing an Iron Legend sort of thing. And then um, the second lockdown, before I left London, it was just, you want to take it seriously, but literally nobody was, including yeah, shops, nah, including bars, like nothing locked down. I was like, well, you can't really lock down if nobody else locking down kind of thing. Whereas, yeah. obviously, where I am now in the north, like, it's literally, like you say, like, people walk around, people see it, and they'll walk the other way, kind of thing. Just so, yeah, mate, it's so crazy. Scared. It's like, in London, people just jog at you. You're going down the South Bank, and people just, like, just run at you, coughing at you, and it's like, <laughs> like, no one wears a mask, but I think, it, I think it is getting a little bit better. I think, like, definitely, I don't really see anyone on buses or anything anymore. Like, no. I think it has, there's nowhere to go, so no, what are you travelling for? 100%. And I feel like yeah. too, like just like for what we're doing, it's like me, I'm just wait. I'm I'm literally I'm waiting for the government to be like, listen, this is what's happening, is regards to obviously vaccines. So at the moment, obviously like, they're vaccinating the high risk, then obviously a lot of people older kind of thing. But people like ourselves, like my mates got to obviously you saw the podcast, they got turned away, got uh, Italy last week kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So that, people that got turned away, got abroad kind of fear. thing. It means that like the rules are they're, they're coming in very strict soon. Do you know what I mean? Obviously. The vaccinations yeah. only like, a lot of young people are getting vaccinated so i'm sat here thinking right i want to get I, i'm a it's like anti-vax kind of thing i was against I'm a, i don't want to support my body but at the same time it's like i need to work so i'm anti-vax until it's like you can't make any money you know? <laughs> <laughs> no i'm i'm so pro it i just want it in me straight away honestly i'm like as soon as you can pay for it i'll pay for it do you know what i mean yeah like, yeah, yeah that's what's gonna happen it's gonna be like you have to pay for it yeah, I think so for younger people because there's no, like, why why would I need it really? So I think, I think what is it like seventy year olds are getting it at the moment, sixty year olds. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. We're away off that, which is which is shit because I, I just want to go to America. That's all I want to do is just go to America. Yeah, mate, you live over there. Been before? Yeah, man. Yeah, I think quite a few times now, like about nine times to New York, which yeah. is. Yeah, and it's just it's just like a, a great place for just going, and then the whole mix of you know you're going to buy clothes is the the sickest feeling, and especially just the people you meet are on like a different wave, and everything's just non-stop, like everyone's hustling twenty four seven, which I, I absolutely love. Yeah, and I think it made me work harder because you see how hard they have to work out in America to pay healthcare and everything that it sort of 
I was like, shit, you know, don't take it for granted and still just keep keep grafting. Yeah, 100%. Like, especially over there. Like, I've been there for about a year. Well, actually, I was there last time, this time last year. And I was taking it for granted, definitely. Especially for lockdown. I was kind of like, oh, I can go America for one kind of thing. But now that I haven't been able to travel there, it's definitely, I've realised what I enjoyed about going to America kind of thing. I've missed the thrifting. I've missed the people more so. Like, the conversations you have kind of thing. And obviously over, like, lockdown talking to people like yourself I'd rather like, I bet you during lockdown kind of thing so it's I love talking yeah, to yeah. like face to face rather than like obviously over the phone and everything else so there's a lot of people over there that I'd love to go over and see and just like have those old face to face chats and everything else but anyway Harry mate yeah. um, your brand Hartex is that it's pronounced Hartex yes when did it start where you're from how long oh, you been um, for yeah, so I'm from Ilford, which is like a shit old bit of outskirts of East London, Essex borders. It's a bit of a dump. And um, yeah, lived there, lived in Brentwood in Essex, then lived in South East London for four years now, I think. And then kind of the brand's been centred around sort of South East London. Um, we've got obviously the shop at uh, Gabriel's Wharf on the South Bank where we met. And then another little spot at Vinegiard with... Um, my friend Frank, uh, Job Sport, who's out in New York. So sadly, we can't see each other at the moment, which is peak. And then, yeah, I've been doing it sort of casually since 2017. Always been into clothes, always been into vintage. And it just kind of, it grew, yeah, out of just like having a shit job, working on a bar at Weatherspoons, you know, just fucking being miserable what and just food? looking yeah. for an alternative. And obviously a, a friend of both of ours, Sid, Sid Cambridge, obviously, was just like a good friend of mine and was smashing it with the tees and that. And he kind of got me into like, just realizing that it's an actual business. I think, cause that's the thing is people saw it, you know, it's not that long ago, but four years ago, it was a bit of a joke. Do you know what I mean? It was like uh, vintage clothes, vintage t-shirts. That's not a real, real business and a real job. And I think now, especially before it just used to be like Brick Lane vintage shops, you know, or Northern Quarter Ma- Manchester vintage shops. Now people are realising that like, you can have your vintage shop online. Obviously, it's slightly different, but you know this it's a super accessible and easy thing to get into, and you can take it as seriously as you want to. And I've kind of just just run with it, and you know there's there's downsides to that, and then there's a lot of upsides. And you know, like you know, being your own boss and doing what you love is fucking sick. So yeah, man. That's good. That's good. And you worked at Weatherspoons, yeah. Yeah, man, uh, the one at Farringdon, just by a uh, fabric. I so know, like, exactly you forget, <laughs> you get people come in and like, you know, they're, they're coming up as they come into fabric and they're like getting a few pints in them, going off to fabric and then they come in the next morning and it'd be the same people because they've been into fabric at like 6, 8 a.m. And Dinner it was breakfast. fucking horrible. Like you'd see people just like eyes hanging out of their face, like just, just like falling asleep in their breakfast and trying to drink a Guinness. And <laughs> yeah, I remember like, we just had like horrible shit all the time. Like people always kept breaking into the place. All the windows were smashed up. All the uh, the fruit machines always got smashed up. Someone wrote on the wall "fuck you" in blood, like in the men's toilets. It was, <laughs> it was horrible. <laughs> yeah. So honestly, you know when people say about like bringing back conscription and going going into the army, I think people should go and work at Weatherspoons for six months. Yeah, and yeah. See how they so feel about these jobs because the, the real front line. You learn a lot. Honestly, it was it was rough and I, I didn't really see myself doing that for a long time. And luckily, I sort of came out at probably the right time to start doing vintage because I think, you know, if you're getting into it now, it's a fucking nightmare. There's there's so many people doing it. So, yeah, glad I got out of that one yeah. when I did. And did you use, like, uh, Wolfspoon's money to fund getting into the vintage? Yeah, definitely. Like, I, I had fuck all money to be honest like, I really had little money I just sort of like coasted off of my then girlfriend helped me out like bless her she did a lot for me and sort of like it was just it was just sort of like just grafting trying to find bits of money I remember like going over to boot sales and I'd bump into my nan at the boot sale and I'd be like nan please can I borrow 50 quid like, <laughs> I know I'll make money on this yeah, and she's yeah. like oh, you're, you're going to rob me. And I'd be like, Nan, I'm your flesh and blood. I'm not going to rob you of this money. <laughs> and, um, you know, like, you know, I'd sort of take the stuff back to hers, um, put it against, like, the brick wall, you know, like the classic, just yeah, being yeah, up, like, yeah, hang yeah, it yeah, on yeah. a hanger, brick wall. And stuff would be selling that evening, and I'd be taking it up to the post office and, you know, buying postage bags from Poundland and stuff like that. Yeah. And my Nan's, like, seeing this money coming in, and I'm like, oh, there you go, there's your money back. And she just, you know, she couldn't compute 
yeah. the fact that you could make money on your phone yeah. like that with a click of a finger, the, you know, the click of a button. It's, it's mad. So, yeah, just like the other thing that helped as well was I went to uni and obviously you get like a bit of student loan. It's not much, especially in London, but I come yeah, yeah. from like a low income family. So you get like the max student loan, which Advances, is so. a blessing. Because I just sort of put any money that was left over after rent and food into Hartex. Well, before it was even Hartex, just selling on Depop. And I think that was that was sick because it just gave you that little little injection of cash that you needed that otherwise it may not have taken off quite how it has. So, yeah, it was all sort of just things fell into place at the right time. Yeah, that's good. That. I was looking, um, literally doing my taxes now, looking like that. But I was going for like just going back and back and back and looking at all the little stuff. I was looking at fucking 2014 taking Wonga loans. I was thinking Wonga loans. When the fuck was taking that? And I realised that I was taking Wonga loans to go fucking thrift with. So I was literally, I was like, oh, I need to go. Space thing, not having a nan, just got a, got a Wonga, taking 400 quid, go to the thrift shops, buying all this shit kind of thing, flipping it, and pay it back a month later, and then just doing the same thing, getting an extra 100 quid kind of thing. I was like, what a life I was living back then kind of thing. Yeah, Wonga's fucking. Terror. I don't know if that still exists, oh, mate, like, it's really dodgy. Well, the reason I'm looking is because fucking they owe me money now, because obviously now it's been there, uh, they've got it in liquidation, they're completely done. But obviously, if you, realistically, if you don't have a job, they shouldn't really be, really be giving you loans kind of thing. Like, do you know what I mean? If you can't yeah. pay it back, but, like, so frequently. So I was taking fucking loans, and obviously I was taking fucking one every month. So it's obviously, I like letter just saying, basically, oh. we shouldn't give you money kind of thing, blah, blah. We're happy you're fucking uh, paying it back, but we owe you money for giving you money. I was like, sound, it just works out like, like 15 quid or something, but I was like, I'll take it, whatever. Mad bastard. <laughs> no, you got to take what you can get. Got to take it, mate. And um, when did you start with um, the hard, when the hard come, you said you started obviously just selling bits and the... Uh... Yeah, like bits, selling bits and pieces 2017. And then I think it was, it was like early 2018, March 2018. I was sort of like, I was, I was doing well at uni. I was in my first year and I was kind of, you know, ticking over, but I was just like, fuck it, I might as well just brand this, even if, you know, after a year, I just kill it off and I, you know, dead the Instagram and just leave it. But yeah. it was like, people kept asking me, oh, what is it? And I was like, oh, it's just me. So I was like, fuck it, give it a go. And yeah, it just, it just, it just sort of kicked off from there. It was like, it got really well received quite early on. I think like being at uni where you've got such a big target audience, you know, a, a captive audience that are just there, that want clothes and there's especially like in London there's so many rich uh, international students that fucking you know paid like... paid paid <laughs> up for shit and just like you know they just buy stuff like crazy especially because they've never really been exposed to that world of clothing they've had everything new and then I think they come to London and see how people dress and everything's a bit more bashed in and a bit more kind of worn out and people like fuck with that aesthetic I guess and it's a bit of a weird one because obviously it's rich kids dressing like they're poor but you know it's this is it's just the they're going to pay for it mate this fucking keeps flying man that's it as long as people are paying for stuff i'm not going to ask too many questions and yeah it was like i got banned off depop i think august 2018 and that was a bit shit and i kind of vowed not to give them any more money because i was just like you know what fuck these guys like i can't be asked giving them money why did i get banned yeah um they said that I was doing stuff out of app, but when they like really like looked at it, it was like <laughs> it was like going back to like 2017, like yeah, before yeah. I was using Depop as an actual business, and there was no kind of like discretion and like sort of like understanding that, that you know I didn't mean to like fuck them over or anything. And yeah, I, yeah, I said yeah, to yeah. them, I was like, if you can work out how much I've how much I've cost you, let me know and I'll give you the money back. And or I can donate it to a charity. You know, I was I was being kind of a bit a bit cunty, but a a bit fair as well at the same time, and just kind of trying to hold my own against them. And um, yeah, after that, I just vowed not really to ever use it again. I use it for buying like yourself. Do you know what I mean? There's some good yeah, stuff yeah, on yeah. there, especially just for yourself. Like you can find some good just jackets and there's things to buy on there. I buy on there too. I'm just I'm on there every day just buying stuff. But regards to selling, it's there's no, it hasn't been good for me for years anyway, selling wise. So there's, there's no point. Yeah, I think. But obviously, I think buying, I got like, out at the day, right time. Of... Yeah, it's just, I, I think like, obviously, it's good that it's, it's created so many small businesses and small shops and vintage shops. And, and obviously, it's kind of grown beyond 
t-shirts and polo sport and tommy like it was in the early days and yeah, stuff like that, that was fucking you know there's people selling like cameras and i see like knickknacks and key rings and pin badges so it's, it's good that it's kind of grown out of just clothing but there's so much on there that i just find like it's a it's too saturated and i'm i'm glad that i've got my own website and niche because i just i can't deal with the, the kids and stuff as well like well, the questions the too, yeah when you get when you obviously when you switch to your website kind of thing, you get the questions as shit, but people realise that like it's a personal thing. So not whereas in deep yeah. it's kinda of like it's a free for all. So people are just on there just talking shit, causing shit, hustling, scamming each other kind of thing. When it's your website, it's like oh. you're gonna get people giving you stupid asking shoot questions, but it's a lot more relaxed, it's a lot more I don't want to say understanding because some people don't understand anything, but it's yeah. just different <laughs> when it's your website kind of thing. But I, I remember when I was on Depop Hard the shit I was getting daily, just people just literally just, just scamming, just, just looking to scam daily kind of thing, just, just being dickheads yeah, daily. Yeah. It's like, I was, I was like, you know what? You send me fucking loopy, all this sort of stuff. Yeah, honestly, it's like, you just get people like wondering why you haven't replied and it's like, it's four in the morning, for fuck's <laughs> yeah. sake, I'm not awake, do you know? <laughs> and like, when you, Look, when you have yeah. your own, your own website and stuff, people on the whole, yeah, are a lot more understanding. And I think they kind of, there's a lot more. I think the problem for me was always there's not enough way to convey your your like personality on Depop. There's not, yeah. there's no real interaction. There's no real, like you can't even change. You know, like on like a Twitter, you can have like a header photo. You can't even yeah. do stuff like that on Depop. And just just little things like I, I heard in the other podcast you were saying about. You know, they said it was six months until they could code in sending photos, and they still haven't done that. And just basic things like that that just give it that bit more of a personal pulse and touch they just haven't done i just think they're obviously just growing at such a mad rate that they just well, that's the thing yeah i think they're just growing at such a scary rate like commercially to the point where <laughs> the app itself where they must see it is just like well fucking the app's foolproof kind of thing like we yeah, don't yeah. we don't need to whatever we're just we're here we're there we're we're adverts we're fucking influencers and in that sense fucking fair enough kind of thing but obviously as the small seller or the seller or the vintage shop or anything that kind of thing obviously you need certain things and there's certain platforms that can give you certain things like it's me like, like me with Instagram kind of thing I'm kind of done with Instagram even though obviously Instagram's fucking the bread and butter kind of thing the platform oh. itself <laughs> is I'm done with it kind of thing just because I'm just right, getting I hate it it's just the shit you get from it kind of thing but like end of the day it comes it's fucking it's, it's part of the fucking parcel kind of thing you can't have it all your own way yeah. but Instagram itself it's like it doesn't help the situation sometimes kind of thing do you know what I mean like all the algorithms, all how it's just whatever kind of thing. So I'm at that stage. I'm kind of like, I'm hope I'm just basically doing fuck all like the vault kind of thing, and just hoping that eventually, when I move to a different platform, whatever kind of thing, people who just want to be a part of it will follow kind of thing, rather than yeah, like, oh please come and join fucking sh- whatever kind of thing. It's like whatever if you're into it, if you're into it, sweet. If you're not into it, perfect. Didn't want you there anyway, kind of thing. Yeah, I think that's it. People that get this will always get it. And then people that don't, don't. And I think Depop is a lot of people that don't get it, but just want to be a part of it, buying stuff. And when they look at, you know, for me, like a a football shirt that's 100 quid or a football T-shirt that's 150 quid or 60 quid, they're like, why the fuck is it that much? And you probably get the same with a band T-shirt. Oh, I can get it from fucking Primark or whatever. Whereas someone that comes to your Instagram knows what the price is, knows what the fucking score is. And I think it's a lot more... They'll always follow you and do whatever. So yeah, Depop's just a bit. Do you get a lot of that? Do you, you get, can. Do you get a lot of people like um, questioning football prices and stuff? It's just... Like not really anymore. A, a little bit. It's it's definitely got a lot more settled now. I think whereas like people, especially I think with Corona, people really want to support businesses and small businesses and make sure they still exist and like they might spend 10, 15, 20 quid more on a t-shirt from me than whatever other website but they know that we're still going to exist in six months time when things reopen so i think on the whole people get it there's there's always going to be the odd person someone actually he commented on um uh on a post the other day and he said um tory prices for the t-shirts and i was like you couldn't be further from the fucking yeah. truth but you know it's, it's, it's nice when you've got them kind of comments it's great because you're you're rattling the right kind of people oh, you're enjoying people you know, like you, I saw people fucking having a pop at you about something. And I think as soon as people are annoyed at you, you're doing the right thing. Because if they're if they're sat in their bedroom getting asked off and commenting on Instagram, then you're doing the right thing. And I think 
Also, the thing that always plays on my mind is who the fuck is anyone to tell anyone else what they should price stuff at? I think that's the thing that, you know, if, if people want to charge ludicrous prices, they can. I may not agree with it, but you can fucking do it because at the end of the day, there's probably going to be someone out there that will be stupid enough to pay it. And, you know, we're in a market now where there's so many people doing it that fuck it. If you want to be a chancer, go for it. I would rather put something on my website for a fair price and see it move in minutes than looking at it all the time. But, you know, I think it's a, it's a weird one where people think they've got the, the right to comment on everyone's pricing and stuff like that. And I think if people are looking for advice and they're, and they're sort of new in the game, then fair enough. But like, for me, I just sort of think we've got our price point. I know what sells for what kind of price. There might be the odd thing that I put a little too high, but also go find it elsewhere. That's always my kind of clap back to people is, well, okay, if you find it elsewhere, fair enough. But, you know, I put in a real kind of, bit of time and effort to get in the the sort of weird football stuff that we have and I think pe when people see like how much classic football shirts for instance charge and that's not a, that's not a dig at them but like people then see that these prices are fully justified and they're a, a multi multi-million pound business so I think the more sort of big people like them that there are that kind of justify prices it's good because I was just if people have a problem I'm sometimes just like well here's receipts of stuff that's sold for a certain amount so yeah, on the whole, people kind of get it, but you'll always get some dickheads, especially, you know, having a physical shop. I've had some shockers with people that are just so rude. Yeah. And, don't ha and they'll literally say, oh, what is all of this? And then the next question will be, why is it all so expensive? And I'm just like, well, a minute ago, you didn't have a clue what this world was. And it's like, I wouldn't come into your work and go, oh, well, why is this all this much when I don't have a fucking Scooby on it? But I think it's just the the world that we live in. Not everyone's got the time to give a fuck about a t-shirt from the nineteen ninety four World Cup, and that's fine. Do you know what I mean? I well, can, that's the thing. See, that's the thing. You, you write kind of thing like, especially like band t-shirts. I had it all before. When I was the space in Manchester, the first space, at the actual vault space, it was interesting because it was just it was in the prime location with the northern quarter, and people would always come down. And it's funny because I wouldn't sell anything expensive in there because just didn't go with the shop upstairs kind of and whatever else. So I was selling stuff really cheap. And you saw that people coming in like, why is this so fucking like, why is this 30 quid? And I'm like, mate, like, honestly, if you even knew, like, I'm not even gonna try, I don't want to try my bench here, but like, I'm selling for 30 quid because I'm catering for the area kind of thing. But mm. online, I'm selling for 300 quid. It's like, why not sell that 300 quid? It's like, cause I've got fucking freedom. But the point is like, get it. I could, in fact, take it and then go set like, 300 quid and tell me kind of thing. Then you, you eventually come back to the check, the check online, check even like, oh yeah, you're right kind of thing, go buy some shit. But, I think when people start policing other people's pages, that's nothing that Instagram did, where people started like policing other people's pages. So people that like, go around and say, "Oh yeah, don't do that, don't post that." Like that, I don't agree. I don't agree with that. It's okay if you don't agree with that. That's cool. But this conversation, we should, this, this isn't a conversation kind of thing. I'd never go on anyone's page in Japan and go, "No, no, 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 don't post that uh, Newcastle shit. How dare you kind of thing? Newcastle, terrible. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like it's just never gonna happen." And when, when people police my page at Christmas time, I was like, you know what? Now it's getting boring because now it's like you, you're fighting. Because obviously at first it's like it's a few people. Then when you're fighting with like people just literally just making fake accounts to police and beat the cats kind of thing. Then you're just like, you know Mate, what? I saw that, then it's getting really that fake page that was like meant to be like mocking you was the deadest thing. I even commented, I was like, this is well funny because it was just fucking embarrassing. It was like... I just, I just think there's a lot of people that are bitter and have got too much time on their hands and probably with lockdown and stuff, they're sat fucking in their bedroom, do you know what I mean, getting pissed off at people. And it's like, yeah, fair enough. I, I, I don't blame you probably. If you see someone else doing what they love and earning money, it must be kind of annoying. But like, give it a fucking rest. No one else needs to hear it. And I, I, I find it really weird how there is this Instagram policing and... I think it's a lot of the fun seems to have been kicked out of business, well, which is that's quite a shame. For me. The main thing for me is, regardless of anything, so like you, like when you find a new page, or you find something like yourself who's into the stuff, same stuff, like, when I found your shop, I was like, fucking hell, like, someone mentioned it, like, I think Deeps, Catalog London mentioned it kind of thing. Yeah, Straight yeah. down there, going through there, like, I'm talking to you, but I'm buying t-shirts at the same time. You don't know if you want to take too many, you don't want to take too little, you just, whatever, you enjoy being there kind of thing, and seeing what you're about. And straight away after 10 minutes, you see, I can see what you're about with t-shirts. I see what you're about with football shirts. I'm a good chat. But when you kind of like, the, that's the fun element of vintage for me kind of thing. Sitting down and speaking to someone, having a good chat, whatever kind of thing. When it's like going through Instagram and it's like, 
you just see people being negative. Like I said, negativity is definitely. Ask, we love football. I watch football, boxing. So after every football match or boxing, I'm straight on Twitter to see what people are saying, kind of thing. I'm part of the negativity. <laughs> do you know what I mean? But when it, it, you realize it's a part of the for anything in every industry, kind of thing. And some people just ride it when when it's like what was happening at Christmas time, like the fake count, the fake count, like sweet. I remember the, the fake count for Sean Witherspoon. Like Sean was like a million followers, one of the biggest shoes of the year, kind of thing. There's like one fake account with 100 followers. I think myself, I feel like commenting saying, he's not seeing this. Do you know what I mean? Like, you're just looking like cunts. Like, he's yeah, literally got a million pounds probably now. Like, I'd be, I, do you know what I mean? It's, I know it's only money, but at the same time, it's like, your bitterness, is, he's not seeing it kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. It's a shame. And it just shows, like, it's more so for me, it's more so, like showing people the true colours. Because people, obviously, who are in there, who I kind of knew and I've dealt with, and it's just like, all right, so that's what it is kind of thing. Yeah, it's a bit of a... I've had a few things like that, and it's quite a... Sometimes a bit of a gutting feeling, but yeah. you fucking... You swipe up, you close the app, and you forget about it, and you move on, because, you know, at the end of the day, you for, for the five dickheads that exist on your Instagram, there's fucking 5,000 people that absolutely love what you do, and I think, for me, I've always just tried to focus on that, because they are fun. You know, when you do get the fucking... The people are giving it, giving it a bit bigger, and I'm always just like, as well, with us having a shot, Come down. If you if you have that much of a problem with us, come down. Knock on the door. Open the door. Come in and chat to us. Because if that if you know if you're that bothered about it, we can have a chat face to face. And you know, I've never had anyone actually come and bother me at my work. And it's it's just weird. I just think Instagram is just bred like people that are just angry. But it's it's fun to be honest. Though. Well, that's what I'm saying. If it's fifty year olds. I can't. There's, there's no battle. It's the battle's only one kind of thing. If it's twenty five year olds, it'll be different. It's like, okay, cool. You're a bit cooler than me. When it's like 50 year olds, like, okay, like, it is what it is kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, your, your, your wife's in there with two kids, sort her out first, and maybe put some money in the kids' Yeah, pockets. literally. But fuck it, it is what it is. But obviously, um, so you buy a lot of football shirts, yeah? Um, is there anything specific? Yeah, I mean. Do you specific stuff, or is it more like a bit of everything? Um, the football shirts I've kind of slowed down on a lot recently. It doesn't really. It does interest me, but it's just very dumb. It feels like every day. I get 10 new vintage football shirt accounts following me on Depop and Instagram. And then they follow my mum's Instagram and shit like that, which is quite funny. And they follow like my best, like my flatmates Instagram. Cause anyone that like interacts with posts a lot, they just go through the likes and they follow all them people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking beg. But um, yeah, it just, the football shirts I've tried to wean myself away from because it's, it's kind of easy money on the whole, but, you know, I'm not looking to compete with people like classic football shirts or like cult kits or any of the big people. I like doing my own things. I think it's been nice going to America where like the T-shirt thing is so big and getting an appreciation and an understanding for the tees and sort of putting that twist of like UK culture, a little bit of music and then like mainly sport, like football, Olympics, um, like tennis, tennis graphics always fly for us. I don't know what it is about fucking US Open, like the kind of pop art vibes, yeah, but people yeah, yeah. go fucking mad for it. And then just, yeah, like anything sort of like fun and just like, just anything sort of like arty, I do kind of enjoy. And just like any sort of event t-shirts, you know, like the Playboy Jazz Festival and, you know, the police department, fun run, the dare t-shirts, you know, stuff that, in America, they kind of maybe overlook as just like when you go to say like the Rose Bowl and you've probably seen it, there's just heaps of that stuff on the floor and they don't give a fuck. You know, they're like, oh, three bucks, five bucks. You know, they, they don't care. Well, that's genius of it. The point is, if you can, if you can fucking sell that, you're yeah. smashing it. It's fucking, yeah. it's damn dozen, dozen there. I mean, if you can, be, but that's, that's the whole thing about the t-shirts and me. If you can get back to the UK, if you can sell it in the UK, you smash the kind of thing. But I sell a lot to Japan, yeah, America. Yeah. That's my fucking main clients. But my whole thing is, I'd rather sell it all to the UK. Cause it's like, let me get it there. Let me get in these countries cheap and then sell it into the UK affordable. Simple yeah, as that no, kind of thing. Fully. Rather than selling it back to America. Cause like, I just fucking brought it back. But I just stay in the country kind of thing. But like, that's literally like, when I was, like my first, I did band t-shirts and it was all selling to the UK. It was fucking perfect. And that's probably same for yourself kind of thing. Getting them sort of dare tees, the fucking golf tees, the tennis tees. Like tennis tees, all the unbelievable graphics kind of thing. I always struggle with them. Yeah, always. The unbelievable, like Wimbledon tees, that sort of. I've never given you one before. Like, they're always like, they always, they, yeah. should be, they should sell really well, but for me, they don't really sell. But I love them sort of t shirts, you know, like you said, like the, the more pop arty, colourful graph, graphics, or the old drug Yeah, anything, just like anything with like bright graphics just has done well. And I think, 
Yeah, just kind of, it's, it's mad the amount of like soccer t-shirts that exist in America as well that I seem to have like a decent enough stream of coming in and sort of, you know, over there, they're just on the whole overlooked. It's definitely getting a bit more, I've noticed probably the last sort of six months to a year, soccer has got a lot bigger out there. Like there's definitely a real interest in it, maybe with lockdowns and stuff that like, you know, British sport has been on telly and stuff and they've watched it. But yeah, I think like on the whole, there's a good there's a good amount of them t-shirts and it's it's easy enough for me for me personally to get them that I'm just like why would I want to be competing with every other fucker on eBay for football shirts and stuff like that and every other vintage band tee or whatever that people want I'll leave that to people like you and you know to other people that can do their thing and I've kind of carved out my own niche of what I like and it's 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 fun because it's kind of you know you're constantly surprised by what you find you find like you know, weird World Cup t-shirts and then the AT&T Youth Soccer Tournament New Jersey 2000 with a Dr. Pepper hit on the back. And you're just like, why does that exist? But yeah. for, for people that come into the shop, you know, their heads just is fucking blown off. And yeah, I have like a few sort of staples that I always pick up as well. And like, I've enjoyed like recently, I've had like loads of Crayola stuff and like weird little brands like that that really, you know, anything sort of nostalgic that sends people down memory lane with like, you know, just, just companies. I just, I kind of love any sort of company merchandise. And then I think the other thing as well is I kind of, I used to really be into the kind of a bit sort of like too hot limited with like Stone Island and Burberry. And it just, again, it feels like there's so many people doing the designer thing with like Versace, Fendi, Machino, which is cool. Stone Island, CP, but, again i can't be bothered to compete with people for getting that stuff then obviously it's dried up in europe trying to get it or if you do it's just kind of a bit shit and i'm just quite happy doing what we do which you know maybe doesn't always make me as much money as i could be making selling other stuff but you know i like people coming into the shop and like they come away with something they didn't expect to buy i think that's the best feeling when someone buys something they they never even knew existed that's what's about me and it's like you said they're about like not making it's the money thing, like, it's like for me, band t-shirts now, just because you explained it completely right, kind of thing, everyone's competing for the same stuff, kind of thing, and I always knew it was happening in the UK, it was like, for years I kind of thought, like, eventually this is going to click on, like, people just don't get it, but I just, you just know, you can't, you can't go on the radar that long with selling t-shirts so high, no one gets yeah. into it, kind of thing, so when people start getting to it, I was like, right, cool, whatever, I can still find stuff, because obviously I'm getting it abroad, but obviously with lockdown, and obviously trying to compete online, I was like, well, I'm so far behind online guys like competing, like sniping and stuff. Because I've always been buying in the wild kind of thing. So for me, it was just like a tough year to find stuff. So I just got to the point where it's like, I don't even want to look anymore. Like it's like, I'd rather just pick a niche. So I'd pick posters, something I can get mm. all day, every day kind of thing. And something that is just exactly the same as, I get the same buzz, I get my t-shirts, get the same sort of things. And then just fucking build that. And then obviously, once we can travel again, I know that my spots are still there kind of thing. There's just yeah, yeah. There's no kind of risk there. Whereas obviously like last year, like you're looking at like, you buy a t-shirt online, you spend a bit too much, you've been bid up by it kind of thing. And then like, <laughs> you get it, you pay 60 for it and you get it online and you sell it, sell it for like 80, then there's postage and there's whatever. And it's like, oh, you just made 60 then. So you basically look like you have the yeah. t-shirt kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? So it's, it's one of the things, but I like the idea of like yourself, like them t-shirts you're buying, they're just, the sort of t-shirts that I love to sell anyway. Like, of course I could sell them. I mean, like, I love like, them sort of tees, like them sport ones especially. But then it's like the things where you can, you can sit in the shop, you can sit in your shop and look for, the, look for hours of the t-shirts rather than this t-shirt with band t-shirts. Band t-shirts kind of, oh, Metallica, sweet, cool. Oh, that's a gig thing, whatever. But with a random fucking reality, like from fucking yeah. North Shields or something in 1997, it's like, <laughs> when the hell was in North Shields kind of thing? Do you know what I mean? And that's, it's just a different buzz. But like you said about the football shirts too, but like I don't, I know football and the football shirt market, I have an idea about it, but I don't know enough about it. But then like, when I'm seeing like Ian Wright's video, where like fucking the rebought his collection kind of thing, which obviously going to cost 100,000 at the very least kind of thing. And then yeah. give it to him. And then in like a warehouse full of like probably a million t-shirts, I think you realise there's the fucking difference kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, and I'd, I'd be exactly the same. I just feel so there's no point even considering compete, competing kind of thing. Might as well just sell it straight to them. If the yeah. fucking at that level, do you know what I mean? It's supposed to be mental football. Obviously, like you said, like obviously like it's the, the 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 premium market too. Premium vintage. You go on Depop now, it's just fucking Stone Island, CP, 
Versace, yeah. Wary Gimes are the same thing. And it's just people that I'm assuming just fucking put all the money into it kind of thing. And it's fair enough, but there's not much money in that anymore. It used to be. It used to be like you go to Italy and get it really cheap, but now like you're paying like the premium for it. You've got to sell it the premium, but like it's used to be like I remember like fucking that BK uh, BK cupboards. Used to be getting this sort of stuff like really cheap and then selling it really yeah. expensive, do you know what I mean? So it's 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 different, it's different, but it's it's interesting to sit back and have a look at our kind of thing and look at the demographic of like the UK vintage scene kind of thing to see where it's kind of going and it's always like it's always once I get football shirts then it's band t-shirts then it's all Stone Island nothing else kind of thing it's it's interesting it's interesting to see yeah, the, I think it's there I just I, yeah I find the designer thing just really boring now like it's kind of like oh great Fendi monogram I've seen it a million times <laughs> and I think it's quite interesting seeing like um like Frank that does Yob Sport out in New York he has quite a lot of designer yeah. And people go wild for it because it's, you know, you can't get vintage East St. Laurent in New York. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, you can walk into any charity shop in the UK and it's just there. And I think yeah, yeah. it's it's interesting how it's kind of crossing over. And obviously the T-shirt thing is still huge in America, but I think the bubble is going to eventually burst. And it's great for me because, you know, there's T-shirts out there that I pick up for peanuts and like, you know, Pete, they just have no, they have no fucks for them. Like, oh, a dare t-shirt. Okay, yeah, there you go. Just take yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, like, yeah, they just yeah, don't yeah. care. Hundred percent. Yeah, and I think that's when I, I think like the t-shirt. Like, I think the t-shirt market personally, like at the moment, like it's all time high. Everyone's making money, and it's everyone's happy kind of thing, and not whatever. But like, I do think when you start like, say the Disney t-shirt thing, like we saw the Disney t-shirt like six grand whatever kind of thing, and all that sort of thing <laughs> that went on all last year. When that's happening, as much as like for me, it's just hilarious. You're thinking like. That sort of stuff, you walk into fucking any vintage shop in London, any vintage shop, beyond vintage, rocket vintage, and just go to the fucking t-shirt section, and make six pen of it be Disney tees. And you're like, right, sweet, this is all worth money now. But when you when it's changing, like, peaks and troughs, like, ridiculously, like, where, like, one day, this just worth, like, Disney tees worth nothing. They always have been, like, worth nothing kind of thing. Now people in America are like, oh, I need Disney tees. When it's gone, like, that, like, fucking ridiculously, it's like, it's can't last. Like, I feel like, because there was a period about four or five years ago where, couldn't sell t-shirts for fuck all kind of thing like you'd have to put them on ebay they, they, they might go up high kind of thing. realistically no one's buying t-shirts like it was just simple as that collectors were kind of buying pacifics so if you had like a pacific put any t-shirt to buy that kind of thing but yeah, just yeah. general t-shirts it just wasn't happening and it kind of reared its head about two years ago maybe two yeah 2017 where like everyone just started getting on it and it just it all just reunited again kind of thing it went, went again and that's a good thing because now people are buying nostalgia. There was a time where people would buy T-shirts from 2000s, anything from 2000s wouldn't buy it. Simple as that. Second, people used to message saying, oh, what's, what's the date of the T-shirt? The date's year 2000, 99. I don't want it. If you say it was 99, they take it. I used to say the date was 99, they just take it. And it's like, you're mental. Like, if you like yeah, the T-shirt, like the T-shirt kind of thing, it's mental that like, you give a shit about like, literally a year or something or a few weeks. Yeah, it's, it's stuff like that I don't really involve myself in. It's what I'd be kind of we kind of sit away from all the, the like, T-shirt, like, nerds because I couldn't really give a fuck if it's single stitch. Do you know what I mean? And stuff like that. It's like, if it's if I was dealing in rare band T-shirts, yeah, fair enough. But, like, when people, like, use the main selling point of, like, oh, it's single stitch, it's, it's a fucking dare T-shirt. Like, at the end of the day, yeah, obviously the quality might be a bit better or whatever, but, like, people kind of get hung up on that over here and it's like, no, nah, no, that doesn't actually matter. It doesn't matter. Like, I think the price. Just, people were just looking for some way to kind of justify the money for it and stuff. And yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of misinformation and miseducation in the UK with people selling teas. Like they think that every tea is worth money. I see people on Depop selling basic ass fucking vintage teas. And I'm just like, that's not even that good. And it's at like 45 quid, which I'd probably put it at 30. And even that's a bit of a reach. And it's, it's a weird one where people are pricing stuff and again i wouldn't i wouldn't fucking bother people about it but it's just everyone seems to think everyone everything's worth money as well like if it's old it has to be worth money and it's like it's a family reunion t-shirt and stuff like that but that's the thing though that you, you are right like there hasn't been that like let's say in america because everyone's into t-shirts everyone wears t-shirts there's been that building period where people understand like the pricing kind of thing like when a book rap tees came out that was a big thing in America. So everyone was there. They, mm. they realised the price of the T-shirts kind of thing. Whereas in the UK, that hasn't happened. So in the UK, if, you, people have basically come to... It's like me, like, fucking... When, I remember, like, years ago, it was, like, Polly, Tommy Hilfiger, Polo Sport, that sort of thing. You come into the you come into the game, you don't know anything about the brand. You think you do. Like, oh, I've known Ralph Lauren since I was a kid. You didn't. 
you've known it since you've seen it then kind of thing but you just go on what prices that the market says kind of thing do you know what I mean like everyone's like I was wearing that jacket when I was like two years old I was like you weren't because that was like American exclusive kind of thing like, I never get this like everyone <laughs> tries to make up stories about things it's like you know what you can just you can just admit that you only heard about this last fucking week like I do it all the time do you know what I mean I'll happily hold my hands up and be like I never knew about this and yeah people fucking read captions and stuff so much of like oh this means so much to me da 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 and it's like oh like it doesn't the fuck are you fooling it's, it it's, it's weird I don't really get that I think just just admit that you want to make money on it yeah yeah oh yeah do you know what I'm here for the money and I'm not leaving out any money I'd be like do you know what I'm buying for this guy because he's, he's legit and there's no fucking grey area kind of thing but no, it's very funny. But like I said, the, the, the Tommy and that sort of thing, I knew nothing about it kind of thing, but I realised it was worth money. So I realised I first started buying vintage that it's probably best to try and find this sort of stuff. And then eventually, you'll see big dealers. I remember there was a dealer in, um, there was a dealer in Manchester. He was called Trill Vintage. And um, he was, he, he came, he came, he went, he basically, he came in so strong, like 2014, like on Wavy Garms kind of thing. Like he just had the fucking, the link in America. All the fucking Hilford, all the fucking Polo left and all that. I think he, I think he got a tax bill that fucking scared him of disappeared kind of him. But like he came in massively, and people were like literally looking at what he was buying and buying the chat about who he's buying kind of things. Facts. I did the same thing. I was like, this guy fucking came in massively. Some guy from fucking Cleethorpes, some random fucking like Cleethorpes geezer, like carry his name. He had un- <laughs> unbelievable stuff, and it birthed so many people on Webby Gams. There's so many people on Webby Gams that definitely got inspiration from him. Do you know what I mean? And it went from that kind of thing. And the same with t-shirts. When I came to the band t-shirts, I had an idea from when I was a kid, but I didn't know the value. I didn't like value at all. Facts. Because obviously for the first year, I was selling t-shirts for 30 quid. And I was wondering why I was selling them so quickly. Probably because of 30 quid. Do you know what I mean? Like, I was going to fucking getting the best t-shirts and like, oh, yeah, that's perfect, 30 quid. Thinking that was unbelievable. And I was like, well, they're actually worth 300 quid. <laughs> so I figured that when I was like, oh, fuck it, I fucked myself over there for a year. But you don't, nobody really knows kind of thing. That's, that's like you said, like, the issue is now people are pricing shit stuff, evidently shit stuff, expensive. And you wouldn't do that with like Stone Island. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it, couldn't, it wouldn't run kind of thing. So I don't know why the t-shirts run, but at the same time, it's not for me to say to somebody, mate, that's wrong. I haven't got time for that. But it's more yeah, for the chat, like, message you like, oh yeah, now that mate, I've got all these t-shirts, I like, oh, collect the price, what's the prices? I want, I just got got time, mate. Simple. Like, oh mate, people, people are like, oh, offer, offer, fuck off. Like, you've come to me, <laughs> tell me a price, because I'm not going to tell you until we get to what you want. Do you know what I mean? Just tell me what you want. 100%. And I might, I might fucking buy it. But I just, as soon as people say offer, I go, just tell me a price, and they reply, offer, and I just go, I'm, I'm good. And I, and I just, out of principle, I just leave it because, 100%. you know, you're trying to fish for a price, and it's the most jarring thing. And also, like, clearly you don't have a clue. So just, like, take the money that you can get 100%. and move. Because also, I'll come back to you. If you're, like, there's people that are really fair that sell to me that as as, you know, they're always fair. And I'm just like, well, I'll always come back to you. Whereas... Yeah, people that fucking make up prices, I'm just like, I'm, I'm good, I'm if, good. Like, it's not really offer, it's like, well, if they offer you, you know, the price can go up anyway. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'll offer, they go, like, give me seven minutes. They're gone for two days. And it's like, they're offering to everyone else in the fucking marketplace. So, all right, I'll tell that price is like, no, mate, because I never offer any, I never do that anyway. Like I said, I'm, I'm looking for a deal, but at the same time, I'll still pay up if I need to. If I see something I want, I'll pay up for it kind of if I need to kind of thing. But I just got to the point with me personally where I was getting so many people. Also adults too. Like one yesterday, someone I know very well. Nice guy, but obviously he just gets pricing completely wrong. Like lovely person, but his pricing's always been wrong. And I've told him many times because we're fucking cool. And it just came in like the other day, he came in like, I've got a pad of t-shirts, like, yeah, yeah, just make it off for me. I was like, nah, 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 tell me prices. He's like, okay. Fucking PDF came through. The fucking prices are like, what the fuck? I thought he said, what are smoking, man? Like, I need a bit like, it's like, literally like, there's no, how are we gauging these prices? He's like, oh, I'm just going Came through with a spreadsheet. Spreadsheet, mate. Oh, the, the market's competitive now. It's like, mate, it's not competitive, man. Like, you need to just relax, like, pick a reasonable yeah, price, think... making money. Making money and move on. It's not about fucking making exactly, like, squeezing the pound of a penny. Like, if a t-shirt's worth 90 in the market, sell for 60 and move on. Do you know what I mean? I think this is it as well, is people sometimes need to just get the money and, and move because I'd rather look at your page and there's 20 new bits than 40 old bits. Do you know what I mean? I would always rather just see people with new stuff and I think that's so boring when people just hold out for that extra fucking 
10 quid, you know, on like a 60 pound shirt or a 40 pound shirt, like just get the money and move on. And I think there comes a point where, especially when it's like people that are selling it in their bedrooms and, you know, I can see their feet in the picture. It's like, bruv, just, just take the tenner off. Save the cash. You do well. not have the overheads that, you know, like <laughs> myself or you have, you know, I've got rent on three places, you know, my flat and two, two like shop units. And it's like, it's a different ball game, you it know, is, just because is. I charge say 50 quid for something, doesn't mean you could ever get 50 quid. You can't just buy my customer base and my, you know, following and the interest that people have in it. And I think people just, they see people making money off this and think that it's an instant overnight thing. And it's like, no, I can, you know, as I said, I can literally see your feet and like your dog's tail in the picture. So dogs, you see yes. the price of dogs these days. What's that? You see the price of dogs these days. Yeah, dogs are expensive. I, expensive. I see like people, like like trappers and stuff, flip dogs now. Like um, you know, those <laughs> section boys, like they're yeah. from Britain. Yeah, yeah. Instead of selling drugs, they sell French bulldogs. Fuck you, no. I know there's lads, like, in that, lads in London that are stealing dogs, stealing, stealing the good dogs and breeding them, and making a fucking obviously breeding nothing. thing. And it's just it's mental. That like, mate, she was out uh, recently. She was like walking around East London, uh, Stoke Newington, and she was saying there's like the random guy that's always near the graveyard. And I was thinking, why are you in the graveyard anyway? But she was like, this random guy always there. And she goes, literally, her dog went around the corner and she saw the, the guy go for the dog. And she just got around there and he kind of like scooted that way. And it's like, he fucking, it, years ago, people throw dogs out, leave dogs outside and just put, take, take me please. Yeah, yeah. Now, look at the lockdown, like, people are just trying to cash in. You go to Gumtree, it's like, dogs like two grand, like standard retrievers kind yeah. of, two grand, three grand. Yeah, it's mad. It's like, it really feels like everything has just gone up so much in value recently, like with, with COVID and just everything goes up apart from wages. And I think that's the thing as well is like, people don't realise like, there's so much. One second, I can't hear you, mate. Uh, one second, I can't hear Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. I can see you, I can't hear you. Can't hear you. Oh, I can hear you now. I can hear you now. Oh, sorry. I don't know what the fuck happened. Yeah, but it good. just went dead. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can hear you now. Yeah, yeah good, good, good. Keep going, mate. Keep going. Yeah, no. I don't know. I don't know how much you heard, but I was just saying the price of everything just seems to have gone up, other than wages. Hundred percent. But like you know, at sort of the prices within the vintage world on the whole, for people like I guess us that are a bit more established, stay pretty much the same. And I always wonder how much people appreciate that. That like I see people on Depop with, you know, again, like little overheads charging through the roof, but then I'm just ticking stuff out for a pretty fair price. And it's just mad. It's like the yeah, just everything seems to be going up with like just food and drink and then things like fucking puppies and just everything. It's just it's just fucking mad, like how much COVID seems to have impacted the cost of everything. It's fucking crazy. And how's it been for you, like, regards to, obviously, like, um, it's like for me, I left London just because, not because I wasn't making the money, more so because I couldn't do anything, do you know what I mean? So I thought to myself, realistically, if I can't do anything in London, I, could, I might, as well, might as well not do anything in the North kind of thing. But obviously, I moved to London for the point of opening a space, let people come down, yard sales, parties, <laughs> whatever else kind of thing. The second I moved down, there's a fucking <laughs> airborne disease that kills people kind of thing. Like, you can't, you, couldn't, you couldn't write it kind of thing. So obviously now like my whole thing is just obviously come down come down here, save a bit of money and hopefully end the year, go back to normal kind of thing. But I don't know what it was yeah, like yeah. Thing last year, it was the same sort of thing. Yeah, it was it was kind of fucked because we um we had the one year party of the vinegar yard shop at London Bridge on the seventh of March twenty twenty. Yeah. I came back, I'd spent two months in America. I came back on the third of March. There was a few people talking about COVID, few people had masks on the plane, would have done fuck all because, you know, no one was wearing a mask yeah, apart yeah. from a few people. And then, like, obviously, we had a massive party at the shop on the 7th of March. There was probably, in a, in a shipping container, there was, like, 30, 40 people packed into a shipping container, <laughs> people outside. Someone had actually had COVID about two weeks before. Seriously. And it was just, it was just mad. So, obviously, what, we went into lockdown on the 23rd so everything just went dead and then it was sort of you were just waiting for things to happen and no one really knew when it was going to reopen and then out of that I opened up the um the Gables Wolf shop which obviously is a bit more sort of a permanent like permanent place and stuff like that and I had so many plans for 
you know, parties and DJ sets and events, pop-ups, people doing exhibitions. And obviously because of COVID, it's just like, you could do it, but it's not the same. And I'm just like, you know what? Let's just take some time just to establish ourselves doing the shop and selling t-shirts and meeting people and, you know, getting the word out there. And then hopefully, I mean, I think they've said it's March the 31st. Things are definitely shut till, but I can see it being another month, to be honest. So I think, you know, spring, summer, hopefully, hopefully will be fine to do stuff. And obviously people are just gagging, gagging to do stuff. You know, people are desperate to have parties and events and raves. So for us, we're hopefully maybe looking at a bigger shop unit somewhere else, which would be great. But it's just whether, you know, if things get back to normal, which if they're not for another year, there's no point because you're just paying for extra space for no one to be there. And I think that's such a shame because... I think the vintage world is is fun, but when you mix in music and art and collaborations and crossovers, it gives it a whole new meaning and life. And I think, especially for for Hartex, it's sort of like I've always wanted it to be champion, like championing other people and bringing other people into the spotlight and to have a bit of a platform to kind of, you know, once a week, sort of like, I don't know if you've ever been to any of them, like pro sales, like shop parties, but basically like once a week, doesn't he? He does like a, a pop-up or a collaboration yeah, yeah, yeah. and like a DJ set or something or, you know, and it's, it's like a block party. And I'd love, to, I'd love for Hartex to get to that point when things are a bit more back to normal where like there's always a motive and you always yeah. know that, you know, every Friday or Wednesday there's always something on and you can just come and have a drink, have a chat. And it doesn't just have to be about buying something, you know, you can just have a conversation with us and meet other people and it can just be a bit of a hangout for people because I think it, you've probably seen it as well in London there's there's not too much just for normal people anymore it's sort of like the you know they're trying their best to rip the heart and soul out of London and unless you want to spend money and go to fucking Soho house it's just a bit fucked like <laughs> so yeah just trying to have like almost like a, a working men's club <laughs> yeah, yeah, to yeah, come yeah. and Look at T-shirts. Honestly, if we if we get a bigger space, I want to have like tellies, you know, with fucking only fools and horses on it and a and a dartboard. Honestly, that'd be amazing. Just to have somewhere for people to really come and hang out because yeah, it's just it's such a shame that you know unless you've got money, it it sometimes feels like in London you're not really welcome. And I think that's something I'm trying to you know dismiss and have somewhere that anyone can come to because I. I find it weird sometimes people will like message me like, oh, I, I like walked past your shop, but I was scared to come in. And I'm like, fuck? like just get yourself in, man. Just, yeah, just come in. Like we're friendly. We're not, I think that's the thing as well with some sort of vintage shops and not really as much vintage shops, but like just, you know, you're sort of like oi ploys and size and like places around Carnaby and that. As a teenager, when I used to go in, you were shitting yourself and they were all like, you know, mega cool everyone's got really fucking like skinny faces and they're all just like staring at you and fucking watching you if you're gonna chore something yeah and i just i was never really about that so when we've opened the physical places i like to think that anyone that comes in feels really welcome and and you know fucks with us enough to sort of care about what we do that they'll come back and spend some money even if they didn't that first time you know they had a good enough experience that they enjoyed it and they'll come back that's what I found when I first opened the vault. That's what I found. I found that it would end up being a place where a lot of people, college, a lot of people in college or whatever else kind of thing, like university, they always come down and they'd be like lingering and stuff kind of thing and they want to just talk to you. They want to talk sport, football, music. It wouldn't be like yeah. a thing where like, you'd never, like, you'd, you'd hope you get certain people from the high street and there, but it's always the same sort of people there kind of thing. And it's funny, same sort of, same sort of, same sort of people have still followed the brand all the way through and now kind of thing. And now that I'm back in the north, I'll be thinking about opening a space. Because um, we've got a shop, like in Middlesbrough, there's no vintage shops at all kind of thing. So we opened a vintage shop, it would absolutely fly straight away kind of thing. It'd go really, really well. But my mate, I've had two friends done the same thing. So they basically, one friend did it years ago and he was smashed it all through college. Like May fucking whatever, he went too big. Went into like Manchester, Liverpool and then ended up fucking, fucking over. My real friend was there for like seven years and he basically went big from the beginning and it really did really, really well. But then obviously, because it's Middlesbrough, and the, the Middlesbrough a certain type of people he kind of got frustrated yeah, yeah. like Middlesbrough kind of things. obviously he's bringing like good stuff from America to the Middlesbrough shop and they were like oh where's the cost and Fred Perry kind of thing 
So he kind of like frustrated himself in that sense. But obviously in my town, it's like a small little town. And I was thinking to myself like, if you just open a small little space, it would pop kind of thing. So I'm having that like, those battles myself kind of thing. Should I open a small little space yeah. again? Or should I just stick to the online or whatever? Because obviously you can do both, but I feel like if you open a physical shop, like you want to be from with one thing kind of thing. You know what I mean? When you're from with the online or from with the shop, whatever else kind of thing. So yeah. I'll go for them little battles kind of thing. But I feel like it, it would it definitely work 100%. But it's like obviously my town too has got like a really like big community like um, Facebook. So like if you do anything, like say you've got pissed in the alley now, some of you on Facebook, like I saw some black on the alley <laughs> pissing, like it was kind of in it, the proper on it kind of thing. But I always say something like, oh, yeah, like people have been on the beach, like they're saying, oh, who are these people on the beach leaving litter? It's like probably lived there. Proper, like, nah, nah, proper nah. hot fuzz. Hot fuzz, mate. Like, it's funny uh, as fuck. What is it? Um, the greater good. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> there goes a <my> fucking. <laughs> there goes a fucking seventy-pound chair. What's it like? Those chairs, man, the fucking waste of money, man. 70 quid, man. Slabby bastards. Bob, mate, I'm... <laughs> the worst part is... I love the... The worst part is, is this 70 quid. Do you know what I mean? Like, fucking hell. 70 quid, gone on the gym. Is this going to be in the podcast? That's staying there, mate. That's staying there, mate. That's staying there, mate. That's staying there, man. Buzzing with that. Yeah, just so people know, the chair snapped and laddie's just fallen off the fucking chair. <laughs> Mate, I haven't laughed that much in fucking years. My flatmates downstairs must be fucking shitting themselves. <laughs> I was howling. Man, I was oh, thinking, dude. I could feel it going. I could feel it going. I thought it was like, I thought for the price it can't go. Not for that price. Do you know what I mean? You're paying money for quality. <laughs> See you in a bit. I think it looks cooler now, though. Perfect. Mate, that's a proper like five pound IKEA job. That's, that's just what I'm saying. You get, a fucking you, better, you get better than BM. Mate, that, oh, bruv, that, I can't even remember what the fuck we were talking about. I know, yeah, I completely forgot what we were saying there. Um, oh, mate, fuck it. What that was too them, fucking mate? funny. What are you calling up them with our text, do you reckon? Um, like, sort of keeping, just, yeah, keeping, like, a steady stream of stuff going on so that there's always something for someone. Because I think that's sometimes the biggest battle is, like, you've got, say, 300 to 400 pieces on the rails in one of the shops, but you've got another thousand pieces in boxes that people may have bought. So yeah, just trying to just get a bit of a variety onto the website and then hopefully, you know, I, I don't know, if, if lockdown is over sort of end of March, open back up, hopefully have that good sort of rush where people are desperate to come in and, and buy something. And then like a few sort of, I want to do a few bits of like our own kind of merchandise. Like I want to do like a Hartex football shirt, we're actually doing a football scarf, which I think is going to be sent off in the next few days, which will be fun. So just like a few little bits and bobs like that that just kind of keep the money coming in to just pay for the rent. Because obviously, you know, we're still paying rent, which is fucking shit. Painful, isn't it? Painful. And, um, yeah, so just a few bits and bobs that keep people interested, trying to keep it fun. And then hopefully come the summer, some events. Got like a few people lined up that I want to have like DJ sets and installations of, you know, their kind of, like work, the artwork and stuff. Um, few little collabs and that. I've, I've, I've sort of, I have got a few ideas, but it's just like, you just don't know when things are going to open back up. So I haven't really given it too much thought. I'm just kind of day to day living and just trying to just just keep the money coming in with doing the website because at the moment it feels so far off. You know, I think we've just hit a hundred thousand deaths, which is which is fucked. Like, I know I'm laughing, but I'm only laughing because yeah, it's mental, that's isn't it? just the, how, how terrible this fucking government is. They're just absolute scumbags, and it's just it's just mad. I think like I don't think people expected it to be this bad, and I thought you know it's it's weird. Like with no festivals, are probably going to happen. So it's like things like you don't sell any rain jackets. Do you know what I mean? So like, like last year we had rain jackets just didn't sell because no one's going to festivals and shit. So yeah. I'd love to, you know, I'd love to sell at like a few festivals and maybe at some point do like a, like our own stage, like a, a little festival or something, you know, some kind of thing. And there's, there's always ideas that pop into my head, but I think for the moment, I'm just kind of trying to live day to day, especially just for my own, 
mental health is just like it's so hard to focus on things and then you know you get to march and they go oh yeah things aren't reopening or yeah. you reopen and then it was like you know we had it after the november lockdown we reopened for i think 20 days 20 22 days and they shut us just before christmas and i lost so much money you know that we could have been just putting all of that on the website oh, mate. and been making good money and it was it was fucking painful you know we we had to just shut like that i was at the um i was selling at the wavy garms pop up um there was like a couple of people working at the other shops and we were all just messaging like well this is fucking shit so i think i'm trying to not pin too much hope on summer because it's not healthy to to be like, oh yeah, it's definitely going to happen. You know, like you see people buying tickets for festivals, and I'm like, it's not happening. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not happening. Like I think, obviously, everyone needs their way to get through it, and that's that's fair enough. But for me, I'm just a bit of a, maybe a bit of a cynic, but also a bit of a realist, and I just think you've got to be honest with yourself and just be like, yeah, it's not happening. But hopefully, yeah, a couple of sort of events, maybe some DJ sets at the shop. And just trying to bring a bit of a, a vibe and a bit of happiness back to people's lives because, you know, it's even nice when people get their T-shirt and they message you and they're like, oh, this has really cheered me up and shit like that. Because I think, yeah, that's a good one. you know, the world is in such a serious shit state that it's just nice even if people find a bit of comfort in getting a, an old bit of cotton off you. That's a, that's a good feeling. So <laughs> if we can just, just, just sort of take that up a notch a little bit with a few little shubses and events and stuff that'd be amazing but yeah i think gotta be a realist about it and just accept that i think probably what 2022 is gonna be when things go back properly to normal yeah as long and also as long for me personally as long as i can travel what what do you think summer like for america yeah i think i'm at a stage now where being a realist because for for months i was kind of like yeah, I can do this and do that. But now, now we're at a stage where it's like, if I can travel this summer, and also because I play football, so I can play football this, yeah, yeah. I can play football this summer like properly, is in San Francisco club and just play foot properly, I'll be happy. Do you know what I mean? Like the money, yeah, I'll, I'll like yourself kind of thing. I'll always make myself the money kind of thing. I'll always pay the bills. I'll always whatever. But if I can travel, if I can play some football properly, like freely without knowing I'm going to get cancelled by Corona, I'll be happy this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. And I don't like festivals, yeah, it's, it's, that sort of stuff. Like, I, it's not gonna happen this year. Like, it just closed Glass, Glastonbury, it's the biggest festival ever. So if that's if that's gone down. Everything's gonna go down with it. Kind yeah, of thing. that's it. I got, I had had a ticket for it, and it's just like, luckily, I think they're just carrying it over. Carrying until on, yeah, yeah. Twenty twenty two, but yeah, I think that says a lot. If they if they've cancelled, it's just like they're they're not mugs. You know, they they've been in this game a long time, and 100%. they know that things aren't gonna get better. And I think everything's just too little too late with our government and I think well, that's the thing it's, it's, a, it's, a government's, it's a government's issue kind of thing like I was looking with fucking New Zealand they're having festivals in New Zealand kind of thing now yeah like, yeah festivals their thing it's just like someone put I posted my personal account about like something about the government and someone puts me like oh yeah and, like, but New Zealand it's like shut the fuck up doesn't matter if New Zealand have 15 yeah. people there the point is they did everything right we didn't like, do you know what I mean? We've only just closed the borders now. People... Only just closed the borders this second. Do you know what I mean? It's like the, the... yeah, literally. It's like it's like lockdown, for example. Oh yeah, lockdown, big exercise, unlimited. Okay, so it's not that long then. Do you know what I mean? It's just it's just people got out unlimited and doing whatever kind of thing. Yeah. And I'm not saying I don't want the streets to be policed. I don't want the streets to be whatever. I'm just saying be more tough, be more stringent, make some, make make a decision and stick with it kind of thing. Rather than yeah. tier system, lockdown, lockdown seventeen. Yeah, yeah. Just fucking say, it's... listen, we're locked down now. It was all done. And that's it, it was all done to like fuck people as well. Like they they knew that people were gonna take the piss, 100%. and then it takes the it takes the it takes the heat off the government because 100%. they know that they fucked up and did it all too late. Hundred percent. And you know, I think the Tories are so good at that, like putting people against each other. You know, <laughs> they're, they're they're fucking so smart at it, and they're they're morons, but they still know what they're doing. And I think genius, mate, genius. Pe- pe- people fall for it. People are like on Facebook going, oh. I don't think you could do a better job than Boris. And it's like, it's not my job. Like, why is this thing now of like, oh, you do a better job? And it's like, I'm not a politician. Like, and people get really like hung up supporting him and stuff. And yeah, it's fucking, it's fucking odd. And I'm, I'm kind of just done with it. I try and just, just bother with myself and, you know, make sure that people close to me are all right. But yeah, fucking, it's just exhausting when people are trying to scapegoat for the government. Like they're, they're the ones that fucked up here and they're just, great at blaming it on other people and I think 
I just don't know when people are going to wake up to it and be like, you know what, actually, they have fucked up. But Well, you t- I, I, you, for years, obviously, fucking... For years, years I've been fighting the good fight and going against the government, going against Tories specifically kind of thing. And you always hope that, like, Brexit, I was kind of like... I remember, I remember Brexit, I remember going to Montpellier when we when the Brexit results came through. And, we're all, and friends were like, oh, fucking, fucking gutted. I was like, did you vote? It's like, nah. It's like, well, what do you expect then? I mean, like, you're expecting, like, you're not even going to fucking bother voting kind of thing. Like, we're not even going to get anywhere. And then, like, obviously, I'm from the North, so I was in the North, like, it's just inherently racist fact. It's just facts. There's no point even one yeah, kind yeah. of thing. And, like, you got, like, friends who were just like, ah, oh, fucking hate, blah, blah. It's like, you don't know anybody that's black, man, myself. You know me. See, if you don't hate, if you don't hate me, you don't hate black people. Oh, yeah, but I'm just like, I hate, I hate, I hate Jewish people. You know, you never met a Jewish person in your life. Facts. Literally. Like, it's, it's mad just, that the you internet has just got prejudices with not knowing just... anyone kind of thing. It's so polarised. And I think it's with everything as well. You have to... It's this thing as well. You have to have an opinion on everything now, which I find really weird. Like, you can just not care. You can just choose not to care about things. But everyone has an opinion about everything now. And I think it's just dangerous and it's shit. But I kind of... I'm just at the moment, yeah, I enjoy my life. I just cycle to the shop, take pictures of T-shirts, dance to some music, do you know what I mean? Put on some old brick pop and have a boogie. Because it's just like what's the point in being fucking annoyed about shit? Like, I get annoyed about the government because they deserve the smoke, but in terms of bothering myself with other people's lives... Yeah, fucking mate. People can do what the fuck they want, you know? It's, it. Yeah, it's frustrating if I see someone on an Instagram story at a party or at a mate's, you know, fucking hell. But to be honest, I, I, it's not my position to really judge people that much. I just would rather direct all the smoke towards the government because they're the people that have fucked this and long-term... They let it happen, they want it to happen, kind of. And they want people to pay... They want people to get fans. They want to cost corrected by taking as least, least as little heat as possible, because they know once it all come back to come back to normal, and the country has to cost correct, correct itself, there's going to be yeah. huge. Do you know I mean think about how many people have been furloughed for a year, free money for a year? Think like it's like me. They owe me money. They owe me like fifteen grand. I'm shocked getting it because obviously fucking some sort of legality with um, the old unit. And it's just like you're shafting small businesses out of money. Whilst giving like people who work at fucking Primark more than they were earning fucking to sit at home kind of thing, do you know yeah. what I mean? I'm not even asked what that like fucking fair play. But it's like, shall I go get a job at Primark now and just get free money? Do you know what I mean? So I just go literally go get a job, get free money, and just sit there and then use the money to spend on vintage. Because like they're just shafting small businesses and I wonder why they got out of business. It's like it's like me, I'll always make money kind of because I'm sweet, but like I've got friends who literally it's like, well, it makes more sense to me just to cancel the business and go again with something else because not yeah, helping me, not going to do every kind of thing. But obviously, if I work in a fucking bank, I'd be sweet. I could just go home and do fuck all kind of thing. Take a few boxes and get paid a lot of money for it kind of thing, do you know what I mean? <laughs> so, fair play to them. But anyway, Harry, mate, I'm going to watch the football. But um, it's been good chatting to you, man. Um, right, a good, mate. It's... It was 70 minutes there. Yeah, fucking hell, it's been an absolute pleasure. I'm sorry for just... I've been I've been pissing thinking about you falling off that chair, no, mate. No, no, I'm, I'm literally going to go get a soundbite now and fucking get that clip up now and get it fucking there. Uh, can, can, you, can you screen record I the... I can screen record um, it, yeah. I can, I'm going to have to go through it all, <laughs> find it and get it on fucking Instagram tonight. Cause mate, fucking the, the haters are going to love it. Oh, mate, love I can't it, wait, mate. I can't wait. I'm back. Tell them I'm back. If it's got a problem, I'll send, <laughs> yes, it, I'll send it the heart text, mate. I'll send, I'll send it to fucking your place if they've got any issues. But listen, yeah, man, mate. it's good talking to you. I hope you do well. Hopefully, no, thank you, man. get back open in the uh, summertime. And after Definitely. Christmas, or Christmas time, whatever, I'll come down to London, uh, we'll have a chat again, and hopefully buy a few T-shirts and break some bread. I appreciate it, man. Love. Respect, mate. Right, easy. Right, nice one. Thank nice you. One, right.